0: Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness more on top of more on top of more It's where we tap into everything your woman desires the money The sex the wealth the power the pussy desires Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting
1: It's like a little tap on
0: the butt or a huge womp on the booty We life together, work together, play together, basically all the things together. And somehow we ended up here
1: with a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. So we're going deep. This podcast is going to connect you with the woman who's been to rock bottom through the exact same thing that scares you the
0: most. We'll address the fears that are keeping you stuck, the heartbreak you've never healed from, The Broke-Ass Months. Oh, I remember those. (laughs) We're giving you all the resources you need to shift your life and business to rise. So that you can finally start living a life you're wild about.
1: So welcome to this space. A space to listen to those hard truths and learn from them.
0: A space to connect with women who aren't pretending to have it all figured out.
1: This is a space for women to finally
0: understand and celebrate that rock bottom is often the very place to rise. So go ahead and fill your cup with coffee or wine and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Hey guys, welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast for the Wild Woman Ready to Rise. Today we have an incredible guest for you and I am so excited to dive in and dive deep with this babe. It is Brooklyn Vienno. She is an empowerment coach and The first time I met Brooklyn, we had, you know, an online relationship and then we met in person for the first time this summer and just being enveloped in her hug was incredible. And so quickly, we just started finishing off each other's sentences. We just connected so quickly. We're sharing our truths, got vulnerable as fuck. So I know that you guys are in for a treat today as Brooklyn shares a lot about her transformation and her spiritual growth and everything that she's really here to do and how she leads women in transformation and self-healing. So welcome, Brooklyn.
2: Thank you, ladies, so much for having me. What an honor. I've been following you for some time, and I have really adored watching your growth and transformation and just seeing the vulnerable as fuck content that you share as you like to say so it's really an honor and like a, a, a surreal kind of full circle moment that I'm sitting here with you sharing this space so thank you for having me. So
0: I feel like let's just dive right in because that's what we do here we share our truths and before we dive into your story What do the words spiritual smackdown even mean to you? When you hear that term, what comes up for you?
2: Oh, so much comes up for me. I think it's really epic that you've kind of coined this term that I feel is so resonant with so many women because it's just, it's fucking real. And I think that there's this misconception perhaps for women who are starting to travel a path of consciousness that as you awaken and as you kind of return home to your body and start to embody this sense of love and light in your life that all pain and suffering just disappears forever and I think that's wildly inaccurate and I really really love that you have kind of honed in on this concept of giving women permission to feel their shit when they need to feel it and trusting that everything that we experience in the context of darkness and shadow work and pain and and mental emotional spiritual breakdowns or smackdowns as you consider it they all serve as catalysts into our own personal expression and deep self-awareness. And that has rang true to me in my life since I was a child. I have endured several bouts of trauma. I have struggled through mental illness in a variety of different ways. And I've experienced loss and grief. And so much change has come throughout the many periods of my life. And I've also recently just experienced probably one of the most challenging things I ever have ever and I feel so strongly about really allowing the vulnerability to pour out of me and the content that I share and the work that I do with my clients because it it does create this sense of relatability and sense of resonance and knowing that we're all going through it we're all here to experience the duality of darkness and light and when we can really merge those energies rather than Living in a space of resistance towards the shit that feels uncomfortable and just coming to a place of acceptance that this is the full expression of what we are here to live and experience, man, we're fucking unstoppable when we're able to access that space. Oh my God, I just
0: love you. (laughs) I was just like, we are four minutes in and I already have the goosebumps.
1: One thing that you said that I loved so much is that the darkness and the shadow is a catalyst And that it propels us towards our greatest self-expression. What a beautiful thing that when we like to visualize going into the shadow, learning more about ourselves and being able to come out the other side as a more fully expressed woman.
2: Yeah, that is absolutely what it is all about. And I feel like there would be so much energetic emotional stagnancy if we didn't allow ourselves to ride the wave and to just attach ourselves to like a place of comfort and safety which is what we do so often because I think these waves of emotion and, and really entering into the shadow can be super unfamiliar and foreign and scary and we can sabotage the capacity that it has to actually transform us so to be able to surrender to that and and really lean into it and let it flow through our bodies and moving the emotion in and through and out and around and within and it's just it's like the greatest catalyst for us allowing ourselves and giving ourselves full permission to become who we either have always known deep down is available for us or potentially like even more and, and becoming a version of ourselves that we never even imagined possible. I think that just exploring the shadow really really allows you to explore what is possible for your life. And there's been so much fear and avoidance around that. And I think that getting this conversation started and continuing it in the social space is really, really important because it gives permission for all of us to link arms and stand together in this space of vulnerability and just support each other as we rise into the greatest expression of who we are here to be. So let me ask you this, before we dive into your SmackDown um,
1: and your experience and what you've been going through and learned, what would you say to the woman who's listening to this right now being like, Oh my God. Yes. Like I'm scared. I don't know where to start. I don't feel comfortable going into the shadow, but I know that I have to, I know that's where I'm going to grow. Like what would your piece of advice be to that woman?
2: I could probably speak for hours to that, but I think like the two words that have been resonating the most with me and all of the clients and the work that I've done is trust yourself, trust your damn self, we've built so much disillusioned evidence throughout the course of our lives that we actually aren't able to trust our intuition. And I think it's it really important to create a process and that's unique to everybody, but to really like explore and discover a process that resonates in the body where you can create the spaciousness to go within and and look at the shit that feels incongruent to the way that you want to live and, and to be okay through the process of compassion, acceptance, forgiveness, and knowing that all of that is there for deeper wisdom and it's it's all about trusting that you're actually safe to go there and there's such a somatic physiological physical sensation I think that comes along with knowing how to actually embody and integrate that really strong sense of trust and trust yourself that's it trust yourself I love that you say it's about trusting
0: yourself trusting that it's safe to go there and also a lot what we've been talking about with our audience and our clients and with programs we're launching is trust that you have everything you need inside of you, that you are your own guru. You know, there's no one size fit all. You're not just going to get it from reading a book or someone telling you how to do it, whether that's, and we've been talking about this in business a lot, but also in our soul growth, it's you're on your own path and trust that you have all the things that you need, but it does oftentimes take somebody helping you To see that. So, helping you peel back those layers, helping you get into those subconscious fears and thoughts and beliefs that you have just like packed on over the years. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely it. And I think two things I want to mention. Number one, if anyone who's listening to this, I feel like there's at least one person who needs to go listen to the song Everything I Need by Trevor Hall. It literally is like, I have everything I need. I have every like just over and over again. But it creates such a buildup of affirmation that like we really do have everything we need in the context of the shit and the muck and the darkness that we are experiencing. And that's it. You introduced me to Trevor Hall when we
0: met, and I was like, oh, so incredible, and I've been listening to ever since, so thank
2: you. My pleasure, yes. He is a, a beautiful healing artist, so I strongly encourage everybody to go listen to his music. It's, it's great. Yeah, we'll put that
1: in the show notes for sure, because I feel like our listeners and community and clients are always looking for just those little tools, right? And this is the most incredible thing when, when you do decide to dive into this work, it can be something as simple as that going to listen to a song, right? Finding an artist who resonates with you, it doesn't necessarily need to start as this huge upheaval, like you don't need to dig up all the roots at once, it could be this really tiptoe experience where you start to play with your shadow and really start to dive in.
2: Mm, I I love that so much. That is so true. And and that reminded me of the second point that I forgot to (laughs) articulate, which is to allow yourself to be held by whatever energy source outside of yourself is being presented to you. So I, I mean, it's no surprise that like the universe always acts as a mirror and that everything that we are seeing and perceiving and living and experiencing is always a mere reflection of something that's taking place internally so if there are people who are showing up in your space it is so so important to first honor the resistance of why you might feel unable to receive their support or to allow yourself to be held but I think really sinking into the space of like opening your heart and receiving the love and the support and the the nourishment in the form of food or music or meditation or any sort of healing practice or modality or tool that is available to you. It's like, rather than pushing and forcing yourself through this process of kind of like transcending this spiritual smackdown, it's allowing yourself to be like blanketed in whatever energy you need it, and, and to really allow yourself to soften and slow down and be held by the energy that will Forever, infinitely be available to you. Does that make sense? Oh my God, so
1: much sense. And during our interview with Kath Cowan, I remember her saying, like, guys, we are not meant to do this work alone. I just actually had this, like, really beautiful remembering of my own SmackDown, you know, six years ago when I turned to everyone around me, everyone I trusted and friends who became family and my yoga mat that literally became the earth under my feet, you know, three times a day and practitioners who could break me open. And at that point, when you are at the lowest low, and when you're at your own rock bottom, it is so beautiful and freeing to just hand yourself over to People who can hold you safe.
2: Oh, yes, it's so true and it's so beautiful. And I think that there's this really interesting paradox in that, like, we have been wired to just be so fiercely independent. And that I think has actually served as a disservice because we have just resisted over time through conditioning and programming, and that we aren't able to allow ourselves to be supported because of a lack of inherent trust that we have in other people. So when you can actually recognize and identify the need to ask for help and allow yourself to to move through that process, that actually creates a deeper level of autonomy and independence. So I think in being in connection with other people, you're actually building more independence because of the ability that you have to learn and, and receive wisdom through those sources of inspiration that are holding you
1: that makes so much sense and a lot of the clients that I work with one-to-one even in like getting intentional in their life is so many women and men who just can't ask for that support right so it's exactly what you're saying is that they've built up this wall of independence and they can't even turn to their partner to say like hey like I'm struggling right now. Like, I need your help. And honestly, if you can't ask your partner, if you can't ask your parents, if you can't ask your best friend when you're down on your hands and knees, just needing that support, because our society has taught us that that's a weakness, then who can we turn to?
0: And that's the thing, right? We have just created all these barriers. And when we get vulnerable, it creates space for vulnerability. That's why having these conversations is so important that It's hard to ask for help when you feel like you're alone, when you feel like no one's experienced it or no one's been through it or no one can understand your pain or what you're going through. And that's why we have these conversations. That's why we're going to dive into your story to show the women that are listening that there is other people who have been to like rock bottom and have grown and have risen. And I would just love to dive into your story because before we got started, you shared with us that there has been something really recent that's happened in your life. And I know when you and I met, there's been a series of you know, traumatic things that have happened, but something really recent that you haven't shared before, that you haven't talked about. And I'm so honored that this is the place that you're willing to open up and get vulnerable and share that experience with us. So Can we
2: dive in? Yes, we absolutely can. And I already have tears in my eyes. It's an emotional day, and I feel really safe in this space to be able to share this story openly for the first time. It has been a very recent unraveling of events and things that have happened. I'm ready. Let's do this. (laughs) Let's do this. So, yeah, I have like full body tingles right now. This is such a beautiful, powerful moment. Thank you for holding space for me to express this. So, about a year ago last summer I met a woman I was in a really beautiful place in my life I had built a business with my former business partner we were running holistic healing workshops and we had an office in a studio, studio where we were facilitating coaching and healing for people in the community in London Ontario and our business holistic chicks was absolutely thriving and growing and things were really really starting to settle in and for the first time in my life I felt this really unfamiliar sense of calm and peace. And I just felt like everything had kind of aligned and brought me to this moment. And And I had exited out of a couple, you know, unserving relationships. And I had done a lot of my own inner work. I'd done a lot of forgiveness with the past traumas that I'd experienced with my relationship with my parents. And I was just in a really great spot. And so out of absolutely nowhere, the universe revealed to me this human. And my life had changed forever as soon as she came into my world. So I had a couple years prior, started to share with the world that I did not identify as a straight woman, I identified as bisexual. And that was a really massive part of my healing of self expression in particular. And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't really know how to identify or how I was going to be perceived by the world. But it felt right to be living in alignment with my truth. And so unexpectedly, I met this woman that came into my world and just like knocked me off my feet and blew me away. And I within it was absolutely instantaneous that I fell head over heels in love with her. And this is the first woman that i had ever dated. It was the first woman that I It was the first person that I had ever truly genuinely felt like I was really emotionally invested in and in love with. And You know, I don't really coach on relationships, not in this context anyway. I didn't prior, so it wasn't it wasn't really something that I was well equipped, I think, to experience. I'd never had my heart broken, so I think I was very naive in the sense that I'd I'd never really been hurt in any way. So, fell in love with this woman. Things were going really, really well. There were a series of just weird. Kind of shady, unfortunate events that happened to her that I just chalked up to bad luck. And over time, we continued to grow our relationship. We decided we wanted to get married. We decided we wanted to travel the world together. And through that process, my business partnership had started to shift into a, a different form. And I decided that I was ready to kind of spread my wings and kind of rebrand myself and re-identify as an entrepreneur in my own space. Because the, my partnership with Lindsay and Holista Chicks was something that I had had really built my foundation on and she had mentored me and kind of guided me through this process. And I was really ready to claim the sense of independence and just be my own woman. Not to mention, I had this really strong desire to travel the world. So that was kind of like fundamentally the most important aspect of my life that I really wanted to honor. And so we decided to kind of go our separate ways and we dissolved the business. And through that, my partner and I, my, my romantic partner and I decided that we would be ready whenever the universe delivered us the opportunity to begin traveling. So shortly after we made that declaration, she had shared with me that she received a really amazing job offer out in Canmore, Alberta. So we were in Ontario. We had this opportunity to go out West and it was like a full body fuck yes for me. Like I was like absolutely zero hesitation. I am so invested in spending the rest of my life with this person, which I will share later with just a really disillusioned attachment. But we made the choice to move out west. I sold uh, most of my belongings. We, I upgraded my vehicle. We packed our stuff. It felt really fast. Within like two or three weeks, we were gone. And so we traveled across the country and everything felt really great and aligned until all of a sudden it didn't. And there were a lot of financial circumstances that just felt super strange in that she had lost a bunch of money. She claimed to have lost a bunch of money and she had all of these different sources of income that were supposed to be coming in from various different places. And we were living primarily off of my income and things were starting to become a bit of a struggle. And oh, I feel so vulnerable sharing like financial <laughs> struggles online. So this is really cool. And so over time, what I ended up Recognizing, I was there for three months with her, and it was a very dark experience in that there were several suicide attempts on her end and none of the money was coming in and she wasn't getting paid for her job. And there was just all of this upheaval of like everything that just felt like it could have gone wrong or wasn't working in our favor was happening. And it was so confusing. And, and I was trying to continue to grow my business because I had made this massive transition and was starting to build more online based sales and and coaching. And It was really hard for me to kind of I felt like I was wearing a mask and pretending to the world of social media that I was okay. And I mean, of course, that there were probably so many assumptions and perceptions that I was living in the mountains, I was in love, like I I was I was living the dream. Like I was living the dream. And on the inside, I was so conflicted and hurting and so confused. And so about three months in, my former business partner actually came out to visit. She was on vacation. She had just given birth. So she had a three month-old son with her and they were visiting us and there were just a series of weird kind of shady things that unraveled and i ended up finding out that everything that kind of made up the context of my relationship with this human was completely fabricated like every single thing about her everything about her identity was a lie, every single thing. There was no money. There were just several different layers of manipulation and, and control and abuse that all came out at once. And so I had this really strong realization one day where I broke down and recognized that I had fallen in love with a sociopath, which like I thought that shit only happened in movies and documentaries. Like I really never could have conceptualized that being a part of my life experience. And I had no money. I had no support out there. I I was completely lost. I had no idea what I was going to do. And so it, it was in that moment where I decided and declared that I needed to get out fast and divinely I was so, so incredibly supported by the energy of spirit because Lindsay being there was just absolutely not a coincidence at all. And she was able to guide and support me through like one of the most massive breakdowns, the most massive breakdown of my entire life. And she and her three month old son generously, selflessly drove across the country back home with me. So I have been home for two months, just kind of adjusting to and obviously processing and healing through everything that's transpired. And literally rebuilding my foundation from ground zero. Like, as I was driving home from Canmore, Alberta, back on the Trans Canada Highway, I had this really clear vision that, like, my life was now a clean slate. Like, there was absolutely nothing that I knew for certain, and everything was unknown. And that felt equal parts. Absolutely petrifying and so liberating and so freeing. And I had this really strong intuitive sense through the midst of the chaos and the pain and the betrayal and all of the the rage, all of the emotions that I was feeling, I had simultaneously this really strong sense of gratitude that I was being set free from this burden that I didn't even realize was a part of my reality for a year of my life. I felt like I'd Literally wasted a year of my life and given and given and given all of my energy in a very toxic, codependent way to this person who I was actually not getting any sort of exchange back. And I felt depleted, yet there was such a strong opportunity for me to replenish my energy on my own terms in my own way. And so here I am, two months. Later, just rebuilding my life. I've had my best month in business. I have the strongest relationships I have ever had in my life. I feel more connected to my body and my purpose and my mission than I ever have. And I feel my emotions more strongly than I ever could have imagined. And I swing from a moment of sheer anger to pure acceptance to accessing little bits and pieces of forgiveness. And it has been absolutely beautiful. Wow. I I mean, like when you
1: said, I just never could have imagined this would ever happen to me, you know? Yeah, that's how I'm feeling right now. You You think that you know someone, you think you know the direction of your life, and you obviously were a confident woman who explored relationships and seemed to know what was going on in the world. What did it feel like when you realized that you could be blindsided.
2: That's a really good question. I I think I've always been really naive in thinking that no one would do that to me. Like I've never I've never had my trust broken in that way and I've certainly I've certainly moved through a lot of abandonment with my father growing up, and there were lots of different issues and things that unfolded in my life that like lower level subconsciously made me unable to trust people, but I feel like in romantic relationships, my heart has always been so wide open to giving, and that is a part of my own healing, my own codependent behavior, but... Yeah, like recognizing that someone could be so wounded. And lacking so much consciousness and obviously lacking so much love that they would have the capacity to be able to do that to someone and to act in that way was just beyond the most disturbing realization I have ever had. While at the same time, I have really nurtured this process of understanding that innately we're all good. And that's been one of the hardest things for me to come to a place of acceptance of in the midst of being so fucking angry, so pissed off that someone could take all of my money, take all of my sense of safety, draw me away from my relationships, lure me across the country. Like just the craziest shit that I ever could have imagined made me so mad to the point where I saw this sociopathic nature and all of these tendencies that are just like so disturbed and inhumane and wrong that I started to question humanity and what it is that makes people inherently good or inherently bad. And what I've come to realize through this experience, which has been the hardest thing for me to really surrender and make peace with is that somewhere underneath all of those actions and behaviors that were so sick and twisted, there is an innately good human because I mean, like she's, she's a soul inhabiting a body and somewhere along the way, she experienced something or a series of things that traumatized her. And she obviously did not have, she was not well equipped to, with the tools or the emotional intelligence or the self-awareness or the the support from her family to, Get the help that she needed to be able to transcend this behavior. And so I think it just it perpetuated and continued. And this pathological lying has been something that has been a part of her life forever. But what's really important for me to do right now is hone this back into it being about me, because everything that I experienced could be deemed something victimizing where I was a victim of all of these circumstances. And it it certainly felt that way in the moment, because it was something that was happening to me. But as I am able to kind of look back in hindsight and reflect on the experience, I can see and truly feel in my body that I'm not a victim. And I think that this is a really key really 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 critical lesson for all of us to start to explore is asking ourselves the question like where am I projecting blame onto other people for their shitty behaviors and their shitty choices and how can I start to take radical responsibility for why that was showing up in my life and what I was making that mean about me because in that moment I was making it mean that I was broken and that I got completely duped and and screwed and fucked over and lied to and betrayed. And although all of that was very like tangibly true, there was also something so much deeper for me to see within myself that I attracted that relationship because of my own codependent behaviors and my own inability to be autonomous in relationships. There was also like the wounded healer syndrome that really presented itself more strongly than it ever has before. And there were so many lessons prior to this experience leading up in the form of my relationships with clients and my relationships with my friends and family where I always felt this really strong need to fix people and to save everyone. And that as much as it might seem like a pure intention is actually a very selfish act and comes from a place of insecurity and inability to look at my own shit and heal my own shit. So this was really humbling in that I could finally take responsibility for all of these shadows and these wounds that I had left unhealed and hadn't allowed myself to go through the motions of integrating and and embodying. And so that balancing act of, giving myself permission to continue to move through the waves of rage and anger, which inevitably are like, and are definitely still happening while also seeing that my emotions are not, do not equate to me and my truth. And my truth is that I am not a victim of these circumstances. So to be able to like observe the emotions without judgment and hold them and really give myself permission to explore what they mean and, how I am able to like actually bring them into my body and make peace with them and accept them and, and let whatever needs to go, go. I am reaching a place of empowerment rather than staying in that victimized, disempowered state. And that is something that is so reflective of, I'm sure that this can resonate with anybody, maybe not to the magnitude of falling in love with a sociopath, but anytime you feel like something is happening to you and you find yourself in this space of feeling really sorry for yourself. Like it's it's cool to be there. It's cool to be in that space of feeling sorry for yourself momentarily as it happens. But It's also really important to know that that belief, that input or interpretation of the experience is not all rooted in truth. And there's a lot of disillusion in that. And when we can hold space for ourselves to go within and do our own inner work and ask ourselves, like, what the fuck was this mirroring back to me that I have not yet explored or seen in my life? Like, what are the pieces of myself that I've disowned or rejected or suppressed or pushed away? Because... Everything that manifests in our reality is a reflection of typically those things that we haven't allowed ourselves to see, right?
0: Oh my gosh. I have so much I want to say and to tap into from this experience, but- To start with, like this is a huge piece of my story as well. And this is why I think sharing our stories is so incredible and healing for other women because we can always see a piece of our own journey in someone else's story. So, a lot I talk about is really removing that feeling of victimization and going from victim to goddess and taking ownership of our role in our current circumstances and our current smackdowns, our rock bottoms. And I was just having a conversation with Jamie Scrimmager on this. She had interviewed me for her podcast and we were talking about infidelity and my husband's affair, which we've talked about lots on here, but really this idea of, okay, how was I showing up and she she asked me, she's like, Where like you talk about taking responsibility for your piece in this. And I was like, yes, because we all play a role. Like we all play a role in our own stories. And I think something that you touched on there that's really important to note is there's sometimes this misconception of I talk a lot about how I found forgiveness and compassion and perspective and all the healing work I did. So people are like, okay, so you weren't just fucking angry. Well No, there is both sides, right? Like you also have allowed yourself to experience those, you know, what people will say are darker emotions, but you've allowed yourself to feel that anger and feel that rage. If you, when you're on this spiritual path and growth and removing yourself as a victim, it doesn't mean that all is just like, oh, I'm at peace with everything. Everything's forgiven. I just am, you know, floating through this bubble, like allowing yourself to go to those deep places and to feel that raw anger is equally as important in your healing journey
2: mm, and that that energy of anger is personally something that i've never i 've never been allowed to express. I grew up as a competitive ice dancer and and my self image was a very important part of my identity and and i based my i measured my worth and my level of of success on my ability to be seen as perfect and so there's no room for fucking anger when you're seeking perfection and through the relationships with my parents and and everything that I've experienced and I mean this is like a collective thing where we've been programmed to believe that anger is like naughty or wrong or bad and so over time we just anytime that we feel a trigger we might reach for a different type of emotion or we might reach for a source of Escape like drugs or alcohol or sex or food or whatever. But I feel like it's uncommon or has been uncommon in our generation through our upbringing that we've been granted the permission to express our anger in a healthy way because it's been coined such this terrible energy. And so learning how to actually channel that healthfully will actually allow you to enter into the duality of, of maybe accessing forgiveness. And forgiveness is one of the key energies in my life. I have a tattoo on my arm. It's in a Trevor Hall song, believe it or not, that says forgiveness is forgiving. So give yourself this gift from time to time and let all of your mistakes become all of your greatest gifts in disguise. And I think that's just one of the most like wonderful, beautiful quotes because we, when we can truly access a space of forgiveness, it's not about letting that person off the hook or letting them get away with whatever it is that caused you pain or however way they wronged you. It's, a, it's about setting yourself free from no longer carrying the burden that is actually not yours to carry anymore. And so when you can begin to cultivate that sense of forgiveness for other people, you can cultivate that sense of forgiveness for yourself and and vice versa when you can work on looking at the the places in your life where you maybe can be held responsible for for the things that you've attracted then there's space for you to to feel like maybe you're actually not so much angry at the world maybe you're just really fucking angry at yourself and I think that was so important for me to feel too was recognizing that I was really angry at myself and by being able to identify my my wounded healer patterns by being able to identify my codependency my inability to express my anger and also asking myself the question okay she created an entire identity based on lies this is an opportunity for me to ask myself like how have I been lying to myself how have I been lying to myself and by sitting with that and allowing myself to feel angry at myself and work through that forgiveness I've also simultaneously been able to reach levels of acceptance and and peace and knowing that she did her part and it didn't mean anything about me and had everything to do with, you know, her own wounds and her own shadows. And yeah, forgiveness is a very powerful energy, but like needs to be preceded by like feeling the duality or the contrast of the more like uncomfortable ones.
0: Oh my gosh, if we go down the topic of forgiveness, we'll literally, this will be a three-hour episode. So that might be the, another episode. Robin knows that I could talk about forgiveness forever. But one thing you just said there was, and it ties into something you said early about finding that that she's innately good, that there is no good or bad, there is no right or wrong, there's no good or bad emotions, and really recognizing that, She didn't do this to you. You know, like this, this isn't she did this to me. She did this,
2: period. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love that. And it's one of the four agreements, right? Like don't make assumptions is the first one. Don't take things personally. And it can feel like a personal attack when you know someone is dishonest or lacks integrity or lies or cheats or does something to wrong us. But it really is never, their action, their projection towards us is never a reflection of us. Our interpretation of it and the way that we choose to respond or react and what we're making it mean About us, that is our responsibility. Anybody else outside of us and the choices that they're making are simply just revealing a mirror for us to, to look within again and see what we can claim responsibility for. I think that is so hard for a lot of people to do. If
1: you don't know how to properly do this, then often we just think that that flaw that that person in our lives has, we take that on ourselves. So if my husband was cheating on me and I'm trying to like reflect back, like, okay, what have, how have I contributed to this situation? How can I take ownership of this? Then it comes back as this feeling of guilt because you weren't showing up enough in your relationship or you didn't give him what he needed or whatever. So instead of Owning these pieces and like transforming yourself from this experience, you take it on in a negative way, so it becomes more of a burden.
2: Mm, okay. Yes, yeah, so I, I think I, I think I understand what you're saying. So I feel like the way to resolve that would be boundaries. Mm -hmm. right and knowing like what's yours and what's not I feel like especially in relationships I think sometimes there's this like morphed confusion where like his shit becomes my shit becomes her shit becomes
1: their shit which is so many women by the way right like how many women out there, you know, take on everyone else's shit or feel responsible for everyone else's emotions or
2: behavior or experiences, right? Yes, absolutely. And so the lesson that I've learned, which I've never learned before, I've never allowed myself to actually integrate it is like boundaries. And it's like, huh, everyone's talking about that on Instagram, but like, what does that actually (laughs) (laughs) mean? And how do I actually have boundaries? And it's still, it's still something that is showing up for me as I continue to heal through this. But I, yeah, I think that definitely discerning what's yours and what's not, and being okay with not your responsibility to fix the other person. And if they're not ready to show up and do the work, and if they're living out of integrity with themselves, and if they're just not aligning to the path that you are choosing, then like there's the option of just saying, no, (laughs) no is a false, right? Like just saying, no, this does not serve me. This is not in alignment. And like, truthfully in relationships, like we don't have to suffer. We don't have to suffer. Like, I think there's this expectation that, and I mean, of course, relationships require work and devotion and commitment and trust. Right. But like, if we find ourselves suffering and suffering and suffering for years on end in the name of love, like, is that really love or is it attachment? And I'm not saying it, it is one or the other, but I think it's it, using your own discernment and kind of intuitively checking in with yourself and being radically honest and being like, okay, does this actually feel right? Or am I just holding on because I'm afraid to let go because I'm afraid to be alone because I'm afraid of what my family's going to think because I'm afraid of what my life will look like financially emotionally and otherwise if I were to actually let go and I think you know reflecting back on my experience with my partner moving to Alberta I was very blinded and unaware of the manipulation and the fabrication of lies until we got there when things just weren't adding up and like I saw red flags here and there, but I just really deeply wanted to believe that it wasn't true. And I completely disowned my intuition. Like I completely rejected my own intuitive guidance. And I could literally describe that it felt like a ball that was like sitting just under my heart in like my solar plexus area. And every day as I continued to listen and watch her lie. I I just continued to push that ball deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into my stomach. And I forgot what it felt like to actually trust myself and to trust my intuition. And it's because we are fundamentally foundationally craving and longing for safety. And that's all that we want. And I so badly wanted to believe that the situation that I was in was not dangerous and was safe because like, who would want to be alone across the country with like no money in their bank account. And, you know, I just, I attached myself to what I wanted, wanted the outcome to be. I'm like, Hey, no, this is, this is going to work. There's no way she's lying. This has to be all real. Like there's no fucking way. And, And in doing that out of complete fear, I lost my own relationship with my intuition. So that's why I think discernment is really, really critical in relationships and just always like coming back to that little check-in point where you can just be honest with yourself and ask like, how am I feeling about this right now? Is there a conversation that needs to happen? Do I need to make a choice that I've been avoiding or neglecting for a really long time? That shit's really hard and really, really scary. But I will say, and I just feel intuitively like there's someone listening right now that needs to hear this, that on the other side of that really, really difficult decision is freedom. On the other side of that choice, where you don't even know if you're able to actually lean in and make it, there is something greater for you that you cannot see yet. Like, there's no way for you to imagine it or envision it or conceptualize it. But There's something on the other side of that. And every single time we trust ourselves and we trust our intuition and we make a decision that's based out of integrity for ourselves, the universe will always support it. The universe will always, always, always support it. And I didn't make that decision for myself. I held off until I had no other option but for the truth to be revealed to me in a very dramatic and traumatizing way. And even still... I was supported from the moment everything erupted until sitting here presently speaking with you. I've never felt more protected and more supported and more safe than I have in my entire life. And I'm alone. And I, I was so attached to that never happening. Like I, wanted to, I was going to marry this person. I wanted to be with her forever. And it all unfolds the way that it's meant to as long as you continue to let your intuition guide you.
0: Tapping into that and allowing your intuition to guide you, I think this also ties back into that taking ownership of your role. And Rob, when you were using your example, you were like, okay, so thinking I didn't give him what I needed or what he needed. That's why my husband had an affair. That's not taking ownership of your role. That's still taking it personally, right? You're then taking his actions personally personally, whereas taking ownership of your role, like you just said there, Brooklyn, was taking ownership of your role, that you had ignored those red flags. You had ignored your intuition. You were making decisions based on an outcome you desired, something that you were trying to control. So you, this is where SmackDowns come in, when you ignore those nudges, ignore those intuitions. Same for me. What I could take ownership of in my SmackDown and my role was I had been being called by spirit for so long. The knocks kept coming on the door and I kept ignoring it. So taking ownership of your role to me is really, it's still not taking on that the other person's shit. It's still not thinking that you're going to fix that other person. And like you said, Brooklyn, that's not your responsibility. You're not here to rob someone of their rock bottom. You're not here to change how they're going to show up. And truthfully, I mean – I believe my husband would have had an affair if he was married to someone else. I am sure your girlfriend would have done the same thing to someone else. So Mm -hmm. that's where it's like, that's not
2: your responsibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where the boundaries and just your own personal integrity really plays a huge role. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that.
1: I have one quick question for the woman, because I know there are probably so many listeners out there who are just like, you know sitting there thinking to themselves oh man am i trusting my intuition is this love or is this attachment what would your advice be to the woman who isn't in a place to fully trust and lean into her intuition maybe she's been ignoring it maybe you know that ball for her has moved all the way down into the pit of her stomach and she doesn't know how to access it what's your one piece of advice to help women get there to take that first little step?
2: That is a really, really amazing question. Thank you for asking. That's not really actually something that I've sh- ever thought about sharing, but I would definitely say to slow down and to be okay with not making a decision if you're not entirely ready and through that, like talking to someone like activate the throat chakra get it out because the more that it stays contained within your body the more of a lie you are going to generate within yourself and when I say lie I mean like really just deceiving yourself by disowning your own inner truth Um, yeah I, I think that expressing it to someone like that you feel really safe with and just saying, you know, this this is what's been going on because I didn't do that. I didn't share with my family, I didn't share with my friends. Anything about what I was going through, and I've never been the type of person to hide or suppress my truth, but I felt like I needed to out of my own self preservation. And if I would have done anything differently, which I, I mean, I guess I wouldn't have done anything differently, but looking back in hindsight, there definitely was an opportunity for me to just express myself and share with someone what I was going through. And this comes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the call and just like being okay with being held and asking for support. I think that's probably the most important thing. Thing. Yeah, and as we've been having this conversation, I literally like wrote down in these like
1: huge letters in my journal, "I am always being held," mm. and I think that that mantra or affirmation, um, even just that thought and remembering for anyone who's going through a smackdown, who feels unsupported and in an unsafe place, whether it's in their relationship or whatever. Thank you so much for sharing that and offering that because I feel like that's really going to help so many listeners um, to sink into that place of trust that you talked about in the beginning.
2: It's so juicy and so good. And I think one last thing that I wanted to speak to, and I wrote a post on this a, a couple of days ago, is that like, you're fucking made for this. We doubt so often we doubt our ability, like we underestimate what we are capable of actually overcoming. And it's so important to think back to all of the other smackdowns and crazy shit that you've experienced that you have transcended and that you have made a part of your existence in a positive and productive way. Like, think back seriously ladies anyone listening to any of those moments in your life where you questioned your ability to rise where you're like I don't think I'm going to be able to do it I don't think I'm going to be able to make it through whether that's having a panic attack in the middle of the grocery store and not knowing how you were going to be able to get out alive or you know something entirely like deeply deeply traumatic through the form of sexual abuse or physical abuse or emotional abuse or loss or grief or death anything that you have gone through and i, I undoubtedly There are things because this life is not always filled with sunshine and rainbows and butterflies and it's so important to just remember and like really create that sense of remembrance like tangibly in your body that you are made for this and if you are in the middle of transitioning through a smackdown or a breakdown or a really really big life change that feels wildly uncomfortable it is so important to lean on your innate resiliency like that resiliency is this fire within you and you will call upon it anytime you need it and it will never go away it will always always be there and it will actually continue to grow uh, and be, and be nourished at every single time you move through something like this it's like your your threshold for being able to handle crazy shit just gets higher and higher and stronger and as your resiliency continues to build so you are made for this goddess. Oh, my gosh, I think that is literally the juiciest thing that came out of this whole podcast. You were
0: fucking made for this. I absolutely love it.
2: (laughs) I love it so much. Thank
1: you, ladies. Thank you so much for being here with us and just chatting. And thank you so much, Brooklyn, for sharing your truth with us and your story in such a beautiful and vulnerable way. And Just for bringing it, honestly, thank you so much for bringing it and bringing your truth and not
2: being afraid to put it all out there. Thank you, ladies, for this opportunity. It really was such a blessing to be able to open up about something that felt really really scary and uncomfortable and I felt very held and supported by both of you and I'm sure that the audience is going to make me feel the same and I hope that I've been able to create a safe space for anyone listening to kind of explore their shadows and their wounds and and to be able to lean into that sense of self-trust a little bit more deeply so thank you thank you thank you I love you I love you I love you to both of you um
0: Oh my gosh. We love you. Thank you so much. And for any of the listeners who want to come to you on the daily to remember that they were fucking made for this, where do they find you? Tell us the things.
2: Brooklyn.viano on Instagram. And you can find me on Brooklyn Vienno on Facebook. I am in the process of building a website. So that's coming soon. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, goddesses. Have a beautiful day.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise.
0: And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at forthewildfem so we can give you a shout out.
1: Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise.